Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Boundless Gamers podcast. This is episode 23. I'm your host, Mike, and once again, I'm alone. Yes, that's right, Jacques is not here this week, and uh, I have some news about that. I'm going to go into it in our inventory section. I wasn't able to get Indy this week. Well, actually, that's not true. He offered to come on this episode last second. But I told him, eh, it's, it's okay. We'll get you next time. I didn't want him, you know, rushing on to his PC and setting up his microphone last second. You know what? No. I'd be upset if somebody told me to do that. So I'm not going to put that on Indy. So yeah, there is going to be some podcast announcements that I'm going to be going over in our inventory section. So I'll get into that in a minute. But first, we have to talk about our social media pages. I know this is the boring part. Let's get it over with. Just bear with me. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and that's at Boundless Gamers. Our Instagram page is actually run by me and Indy now, so you're going to get a little bit more activity on there soon. So uh, look forward to that. Follow us on there and uh, enjoy. But yeah, I guess we can just jump into the inventory right now. Let me go in the bag, grab all the shit out. We can go over everything. The first thing we have to talk about is the podcast because I know you're wondering where the hell is Jacques? Why is he not here again? What's going on? You said he'd be here this week. He's not here. What's up? I was talking to Jacques earlier and he was supposed to do this episode, but he just wasn't feeling good tonight. And I'll, I'll talk about a little bit here. Like he's having a lot of anxiety right now, a lot of stress, and there's just a bunch of things on his mind and things he's taking care of. And he's just not in the frame of mind to do a podcast right now. And I completely understand that because I've had that happen to me many, many times in the past with YouTube. I've mentioned that before in the last solo episode. I, you know, I completely understand that. Right now, Jacques is not going to be on the show uh, for, for the foreseeable future. He's taking a long break. He needs to get his stuff taken care of. You know, health comes first. The podcast is not the main priority in his life, and it shouldn't be. Who would put a podcast first in front of all that other important stuff? Well, I hope nobody, but some people still do it. They push through and then they suffer silently. I don't want that to happen to Jacques. So here's what's going to happen, guys. This episode, I'm doing it solo. Next week, I'm actually taking a week off because I uh, just want to play some games, catch up with some other things. So no episode next week. But the week after that, Indy is going to come back on the show, and he's going to be a permanent co-host. That's right. He has joined the roster. So everybody give a nice clap for Indy. I'm not going to do it because that would be too loud in the microphone. I'm just doing silent claps right now. I know some of you tune in to listen to Jacques especially some of his friends who supports our podcast. We really appreciate that. But he just needs a break, guys. He can't do it right now, so try and understand that. But yeah, Indy will be coming on as a permanent co-host. So Jacques, please get better, buddy. Take care of yourself. And don't worry. Me and Indy have it. We got the ship under control. We're going to steer into the terrible storms, but we're going to make it through. But there's one more thing I got to mention. Uh, going forward, we're going to be recording our shows on Sundays. 
the Saturday posting schedule is going to be no more. The show will air on Thursdays. Little tiny change, but Indie is available on Sunday, so got to make some changes to make all that work. It's no big deal. You're still going to get the show just on a different day. If that bothers you, well, I don't give a shit if it bothers you. If that bothers you, then get the hell out of here because that's just ridiculous. Because you can still listen to it on Sundays or Saturdays if you want. Just don't listen to it when it airs. Let's uh, jump into the rest of the uh, inventory stuff and talk about some uh, gaming news. Number two is about the Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League trailers that just came out recently during the DC Fandom event. I just watched them the other night and thought they were pretty good. Especially the Gotham Knights one. I really, really liked that one. It had a nice dark vibe to it. The Court of Owls look really creepy. I'm digging the story. I'm ready. I don't need to see any more. Just give me the game. But as for Suicide Squad, for some reason, it's giving me Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Like, the way the cast is talking and mingling with each other, it's, yeah, it's just got Guardians in there. There's definitely a lot of humor in the game, and I'm still curious how the Suicide Squad fights the Justice League. I'm gonna need a hell of an explanation for that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to those games. Uh, I recommend you watch these trailers. I'm not gonna spoil them here. I'm not gonna tell you what goes on in them. Just check them out. Number three, From Software's Elden Ring got delayed and will now release on February 25th. It was originally set to release on January 21st, 22. So, uh, yeah, just a little bit of a delay, just a month. And that's going to be a very busy month because Horizon Forbidden West and Dying Light 2 will be releasing around the same time. So, yeah, your wallet is going to be hurting that month if you plan on picking up all three games. Number four, Nintendo Switch Online's expansion pack has an absurd price. Nintendo has decided that a two and a half plus price increase is necessary for the new service upgrade. If you want to play a small list of N64 and Sega Genesis games, you'll have to cough up 50 bucks a year or $80 if you want the family plan. You're just getting the N64 and Sega games and a free copy of Animal Crossing's Happy Home Paradise expansion. I'm kind of speechless right now. I was not expecting a $30 price increase. I was expecting something like $5 or $10. $30 is extremely steep. And the Nintendo community is striking back a little bit. Because right now, that official announcement trailer that revealed the price... It currently has 80,000 dislikes. 80,000 dislikes. And by the time you're listening to this, it's probably going to be over 100,000. Maybe 120, 130. So the Nintendo community is angry right now. And I'm happy to see that. It's about damn time. They're finally firing back at Nintendo. They're like, no, 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 no. That's just outrageous. We're not paying for that. I don't think the $30 price increase is worth it. It just doesn't add much here. 
there's a million different ways you can play N64 games and Sega Genesis games. I don't know, Nintendo. <sighs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> Number five, Dbrand, the company who makes custom PS5 faceplates, has introduced a new 2.0 version just days after pulling their original design following a threat of legal action from Sony. Dbrand's $50 dark plates went on sale in February, and within a few hours, they sold out. Sony wasn't happy about that, and they went after Dbrand. But now Dbrand is back and is taunting Sony with new black and white plates. The company claims the new design is different enough now. They added vents on the side, and they're saying it helps cool down the system, and it will be enough to deter Sony from going after them. I don't think that'll be enough. I think they're still going to try and stop that. I still think Sony is making custom plates, but they just haven't revealed it yet. It just makes sense because I would buy black plates from Sony if they release them. I know you can buy custom ones, but I want official ones from Sony. So if they made some black ones, I'd probably get them. Well, depending on the price, if they charge a ridiculous amount, I'm not getting that. That's just ridiculous. But if they're like 30, 40 bucks, Sure. I want a black PS5. But yeah, Dbrand is really pushing the envelope right now with Sony. I'm sure we're going to hear more about this very soon. I'm probably going to talk about this in our next episode because I don't think Sony's going to let this slide. All right, number six is a short one. The PS5 has ended Nintendo Switch's 33-month best-selling streak, which really isn't that surprising. The Switch is four years old. I know there's a new OLED model out, but the PS5 is hot right now. Everybody wants it. And every time they put it out, it's gone instantly. So this doesn't really shock me too much. All right, number seven. Now, this is from a uh, Video Games Chronicle article. FIFA, the governing body of football. And yes, I said football. I know we're in America when we call it soccer here, but I'm quoting the article. The governing body of football and the license behind the biggest sports game in the world has suggested that it's open to working with new video game companies. And they said that because FIFA is asking EA to pay $1 billion for the naming rights. All right, here's another quick quote from the article, and this is from FIFA. The future of gaming and esports for football stakeholders must involve more than one party controlling and exploiting all rights. So they're taking shots at EA right now. They're pressuring them to pay that money. Now the question is, is EA going to cough up that money? I'm going to say no. I think they're going to just remove the FIFA name. I know FIFA's a big name. The name itself will sell shit. But I think EA is smart enough to skid around that. I think they were paying $500 million before this, so they want double. Yeah, no. If I were EA, I'd tell them to go to hell. All right, number eight. Blue Box Studios, the dev team behind Abandon, said they're receiving death threats from gamers. All right, let me just pull up the official posting that Blue Box put out. All right, here it is. The following message is not addressed as a company but as a group of human beings. The last few days have been difficult. 
death threats are increasing online, but unfortunately, also physically, and this has to stop. We have been dealing with death threats the past few months, and the last few days we have been dealing with it again, especially physically. This not only affects us as a team, but everyone within our environments, other businesses, families, and everyone surrounding us. We want to work in a safe environment, and with job openings upcoming in the future, we want to offer a safe work environment for our future colleagues as well. We won't tolerate this, and we will take action by providing authorities IP addresses, logs, and camera footages. We are fully aware of the negative situation that we have created, and we truly understand your frustration. But what we don't understand are the death threats. We understand and appreciate your interest for Abandoned. We are working hard on Abandoned. We will start a regular blog on our website that you can follow, and we will post any news on Abandoned on our Twitter. But all we ask until then is just give us space and to let us work on Abandoned. Please. Thank you. All right. Here's my thoughts about this. All the people who sent them those death threats need to be tossed into a room and get the shit kicked out of them. People who send death threats are just the lowest scum of the earth. And it's absolutely insane for you to send those kind of threats to a video game developer because, oh, you're you're tricking us. You're making it think you're working with Kojima and blah, blah, blah. Please, just look in the mirror and stare at yourself for a minute and ask yourself, what the hell is wrong with me? This reminds me of that time when that actress who played Rose in The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, when she received death threats because people hated her character. And I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with people? It's a movie. And this is a video game. This really bothers you that much? I, 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 I'm just at a loss for words. I'm really happy that they're taking the IP addresses and all this other information and sending it on over to the authorities. Because I hope they come after you guys. So, if one of you are listening to this, you can't see it right now, but I'm giving you the bird. Actually, I'm going to give you two of them. It's two right in front of the microphone. Piss off. Stop sending these people threats and get a life. All right. The last thing in the inventory. Number nine. Sources say another Splinter Cell game is in development over at Ubisoft. This comes from Video Game Chronicle. All right, here's a quote from the article. It's not clear which studios are working on the project, though two people with knowledge of Ubisoft's plans suggested the new Splinter Cell was being led by a studio outside of its traditional Montreal base. The title is in an early phase of production, the sources said, but there's a small chance it could be announced next year. Actually, I think there's a big chance it's going to be announced next year because next year is the 20th anniversary. So if you have a Splinter Cell game in development, you're going to announce it on the anniversary. If they don't announce anything next year, then I don't believe this at all. <laughs> but Video Game Chronicles, they know, they know their shit. They, they have good sources. And when they say something, you should take it seriously. So I'm, yeah, of course I'm happy about this. I want more Splinter Cell. I've been asking for it for years. The last one came out back in 2013. 
It's been long enough. I don't want to wait anymore. I know I have the old Splinter Cell games I could still play. And I recently went back and played the original one. And I had a really good time with it. But I want something new. Give me a modern day Splinter Cell game. Get Michael Ironside in there. And I'm good to go. Just don't make it open world. Don't microtransaction the shit out of it. Just don't do anything crazy with it. Give me a traditional Splinter Cell game. With a brand new story. Modern graphics. On my PS5. That's all I want. Please. Give it to me. I'm speaking for all the Splinter Cell fans. We are hungry. And we want more. Now, I should have said this in the beginning. I actually forgot to mention this. There's not going to be a topic in this episode. I've decided to skip that this week. But when Indy comes on in the next episode, we're going to have a topic. We're going to have a great discussion there. And all that good shit. All right, let's uh, continue with the show now. Uh, I'm going to jump into what I'm playing. And I'm not really playing too much this week. Um, I- I'm still playing Alan Wake Remastered. Don't worry, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it for a while. Just want to mention, I'm going after the Platinum. I have six more trophies, and they're all collectibles related. I got to get coffee thermoses, manuscripts, all that other shit. This game has way too many collectibles. Like, almost 300, I think. I think that's the number. It's like 290. I think that that's, yeah, 290. That sounds right. And you know what makes this even harder? Is when you go to the chapter select, it doesn't tell you how many coffee thermoses are on each chapter. So if you're missing some, you're probably going to have to go through an entire walkthrough to collect them all. And I'm going to have to do that because I'm missing four and I have no clue where they are in the game. (sighs) Yeah, I'll get the platinum at some point. I'm going to get it because I got all the gamer score in it back on the 360. So, you know, I'm going to get that platinum. Uh, The next game is Back for Blood. Still playing that. I did play the game with Jacques a couple days ago, and we had a good time with it. (laughs) But uh, we tried playing the game on veteran difficulty. It was pretty damn hard. Like, the AI infected are ruthless. They come at you aggressively, nonstop, especially when they give you a really hard corruption card. If you get the wrong combination, you're going to have a hard time. And we didn't even attempt Nightmare yet. I can't even imagine how hard it is on that. What I recommend, guys, is unlocking more cards for your uh, deck and set up a really good uh, lineup of cards for your uh, runs. Don't jump straight into Veteran and Nightmare right out of the gate. Don't do it. Play through the whole campaign on Recruit. Get familiar with the maps. And then after you finish all the acts... Then start a veteran run or a nightmare run if you're brave enough. And you really need those upgraded weapons. So make sure you spend your money wisely when you're upgrading your shit. Purchase like the special upgrades that cost like 1500 So it enhances your weapons and other things in your inventory. That is a must. So uh, spend wisely. But other than that, uh, I haven't played the uh, survival a versus mode yet well i mean i played it in the beta but i just haven't played it in the uh the full version yet i'm just not interested in it i really wanted pvp campaign and they didn't deliver that they gave us some boring repetitive survival thing and i 
and I just don't care about it at all. Jacques feels the same way. A lot of other people feel the same way. And there's still the big issue with solo mode. They haven't patched it yet. You still can't get achievements in that mode. There's no stat progression. There's there's nothing. They just really want you to play online. They're, they're forcing people to play online. It's like, if you want to play it offline, well, you can't get any of this shit. Sorry. At least not right now. They said they're looking into it. We don't know when they're actually going to fix it. Could be weeks, could be months. But yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about Back for Blood right now. I really need to finish the rest of the acts to really give you guys a uh, full breakdown of the game. So I'm going to put a pin on it and talk about it in another episode. The only other game I've played this week is Life is Strange True Colors. And I just beat it a few hours ago. Let's see, what can I actually say about this game? Because uh, when it comes to these kind of games, it's, it's very hard to uh, talk about them because they heavily revolve around the story and that's the main focus like of the game. It's story, story, story. I don't want to spoil any of that for you guys. So I'm just going to talk about basic things about the game. The main protagonist in the game is named Alex. She's awesome. I, I really like the character. I actually like her more than Max. Yes, I'm going to say it. I like her more than Max. She's probably my favorite character in the entire franchise. Now, if you don't know anything about the Life is Strange games, I'll, I'll just say this. There's characters in it that have special unique abilities and powers. Uh, like, for instance, Max. She's a walking time machine. Sorry if I'm spoiling some stuff here. You, you know what? If you don't want to hear anything about Life is Strange, skip over this part. Look at the timestamps. You know, you can just skip it. Just wanted to mention that real quick because I know some of you haven't played True Colors yet, so you've been warned. <laughs> but yes, Max is a human time machine. Uh, the little boy in Life is Strange 2, he's kind of like a Jedi. He has force powers. He can move shit and do all kinds of crazy things. But in True Colors, Alex has the ability to feel other people's emotions. And she can also hear other people's thoughts if their emotions are strong enough. And she'll see like auras around them, like a blue, red, or gold, or purple. Gold means they're very happy. Red means they're angry and they're pissed off and they're very aggressive and hostile inside. And uh, now the cool thing about Alex is she can um, reach out to them and actually absorb their uh, emotions and take it from them if she wants to kind of like heal them. But when she does that, she starts to feel those emotions and she acts out and it could get hairy. You know, if she gets too close to somebody who's extremely aggressive, she's going to get really angry and pissed off and might do something violent. There's a few other things she can do, but I don't want to spoil it. I'll just leave it at that. But I really like her abilities. Like it's, it's unique and the game uh, shows it off in a really uh, fancy way. I really want to talk about the story, but I can't. But I will say this, this is one of my favorite games this year. Definitely top three right now. You know, there's Resident Evil Village, there's Returnal, and these are in no particular order, by the way, but number three is Life is Strange True Colors. I had a really good time with the game. I actually, I don't want to officially say this yet. I, I, needed to, I need to think about it a little bit more, 
but I'm kind of leaning towards True Colors being my favorite in the franchise. That's how much I like this game. Like, if I were to give it a rating, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. It takes place in a small town, so you really feel that community closeness in the game. The supporting characters in True Colors are a lot more engaging than, than, than the ones you saw in Life is Strange 1 and 2. That's just my opinion. That's all subjective. But that's how I feel right now. I can't wait for Jacques to play this game. I, I know he hasn't finished Life is Strange 2 yet. So he has to get on that. But at some point, I hope he plays it. And uh, maybe down the line, he'll be able to share his thoughts on the show. But that's all I'm playing this week. Uh, uh, Sorry, guys. I wish I had more games for you, but that's it. Now, earlier I said we're not going to have a topic. So uh, I'm going to jump straight to surprise mechanics. This is my favorite part of the show. This is when we uh, bring something completely random to the table. It could be a story. It could be a funny moment in our lives. It could be what we ate this morning. It could be what movie we just watched a couple days ago. Literally anything. This is the part of the show where it could be anything you can imagine. And this is a real random one this week. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Recently... I had a memory resurface in my brain, something I experienced when I was 10 years old. When I was 10, we lived by an Air Force base. You could literally see the fire f- firefighters, firefighters flying up in the sky and into the, and into the clouds. No, not firefighters. You could literally see fighter jets take off and helicopters, you know, do their uh, training runs and all that. It's pretty cool. But one night, when we were coming home, I noticed a weird like light off in the distance, uh, not around the military base, but probably like 50 miles out. Proximate guess. I, I don't know. Maybe it was 60, 40, whatever. I saw this like weird, bright white light with a, an occasional red flicker. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's, that's a helicopter. I didn't really pay too much attention to it at first, so I I went inside, played something on my PlayStation 1. I don't remember what game it was. It was probably Crash Bandicoot or something. But after playing that for a little bit, I went towards my window and looked outside, and I could still see the light there floating around. I was like, huh, that's strange. So I went to bed, and a few hours later, I, I, I woke up to go to the bathroom, and as I was going back to my bed, I looked out the window again. It was still there. Now, I'm not saying it was a UFO. I know that's what some of you are probably thinking. Because it was right near a military base. Maybe they were doing some sort of a training drill with a helicopter. Maybe they're telling them to stay up there as long as you can in the same spot. I I don't know. But I don't really understand what that was all about. If one of you are in in the military or at an Air Force base, can you... You're not going to leave a comment. Let's be serious. Nobody leaves comments. But it would be nice if you can reach out and tell me if there's any sort of training that does that, that does a helicopter just stay in the same spot for a long time. Once again, I'm not alone in this uh, episode. I said I was alone, but I'm actually in a party with uh, Jason again. Because I actually like talking to somebody, even in the solo episodes. I don't want to be completely alone. It's not that I can't do it. I I just prefer having somebody around. So I'm going to ask you this, Jason. Do you think that was a helicopter? 
Yeah, he said it, it's possible. Maybe they were just doing some sort of a secret thing or top secret shit. They did have some secrets there. I've heard stories about the base, them doing weird shit there. And the reason why I immediately assumed it was from the Air Force base was because you could see a red blinking light. And you usually see that kind of stuff with military aircrafts and things like that. What's that, Jason? What'd you say? The truth is out there. Let me go to that base. Maybe maybe they got something hiding in that hangar and then there. I'm going to find a saucer and I'm going to have like the entire uh, base just alerted and come after me and I'm going to be jumping over the fence and don't do that people don't don't jump over actually you won't even get that far they'll stop you <laughs> you won't get that far they'll see you coming from a mile away yeah so what do you guys think please reach out and leave comments on instagram twitter or wherever you feel comfortable leaving them you can even dm me on instagram or indy because he's running the instagram page as well now i i just i need more feedback like i i want to know what the hell that thing was it's got to be a human aircraft it's just very strange that that thing was staying there for many hours. That's it, guys. This is a short episode. I'm I'm sorry about that. But last week's episode was an hour and 51 minutes. The second longest episode we've done. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, I highly recommend it. Me and Indy talked about a whole bunch of different things. And we had some pretty good surprise mechanics. Indy nailed it with his... And mine is going to confuse the shit out of you. <laughs> so go check out that episode. But yeah, once again, uh, Jacques, don't worry about it. We understand. Get better. Take care of yourself. I don't want you to burn out. I don't want you to get stressed out over this. Just do what you got to do. We love you. Be safe. He's still here. I don't, I don't even, I'm making it sound like he's not even here because he is listening to this. He's timestamping it and he's uploading it and he's still on Twitter doing shit for the Balanced Gamers. This show doesn't matter that much. I, I want him to be okay. I, I know I keep repeating myself over and over, but I, I really want to stress that. And I want the listeners, you guys, to understand that too, that sometimes we just need time away from things and this is one of those times and we all should respect that so yeah that's the show guys thanks for listening to another episode of the balanced gamers podcast and i'm just going to go over the social media pages real quick uh one more time and then we can get out of here you can follow us on twitter facebook and instagram and that's at balanced gamers we'd really appreciate it if you like us and follow us on each of those pages the algorithm is pushing us down and we need you guys to push us up interact with us leave comments i'm always encouraging you guys to leave comments because if you leave comments and questions we might actually bring them on the show and answer those questions for you so leave us some questions just saying but yeah that's it i'm done i need to go to bed or uh actually no i, I don't need to go to bed I need, i'm gonna play a game or two with jason maybe we'll play some hockey you want to play some hockey jason that sounds fine okay good all right well i'm gonna go do that with him now so thanks again guys for listening and we will catch you in the next episode <laughs>